Cosmic Canvas Studio presents We're so bad at adventuring We're really not very good at it at all Well, we started this series thousands of feet in the air and I guess it's how we'll end it. Bob, we started out oversleeping like five years ago. Oh, right. Well, we We're not flying high enough to hit Sodic's atmosphere. Maybe I have time for a spell before we hit the ground. If I had my spell book, and my reading glasses, that is. I can't believe Dad took both of those away, but let me keep my spear. I think he probably knows that you'd hurt yourself the most with it. That is factually correct. Well, here it comes, Bob. I can see the ground. Race my impact. <laughs> yeah! Bob, before we get smooshed to death by the impact of gravity and all you landing on top of me, I just want to say, you could have been much nicer to me. I have such a fragile ego. And a fragile skull. Heroic but tragically pointless death ground slam attack! What? A net? Bob? Bob, we didn't hit the hard, cruel ground! A soft net caught us! Lame. I know, right? I mean, we would have clearly seen the net well before hitting the ground. I'm calling Deus Ex Machina on this one. Calm yourselves, friends. You are safe. Who's there? Don't rob us, we just had a traumatizing net incident. Wait, this isn't a net at all, but a spider's web. We are nothing but lunch. Lunch for this man-shaped spider in front of us. Ah! Stay back, you spidery man. You madly spider, you. Uh, no, I'm not a spider. You're just in a net, not a web. Oh. Well, who are you then? You aren't with the tax collection agency, are you? Because legally, you have to tell us. And we aren't required to disclose our names to you. But we will bribe you. 10,000 gold is where we both died on impact. 20,000! You drive a hard bargain, a million gold pieces, and a pony. But we'd all need to work together on a casino heist in order to raise the funds. I'll call my crew. It'll be one last job. And after that, I'm out. What? Normally, someone interrupts us at some point. Right? You just let us keep going. I mean, we were about to commit to that whole bank heist thing. Oh, great. Is King Lawkeeper firing people from the asylum again? Wait, you know him? He's a spy! Kill him! I'm swiping at him, Bob, but the mere fact that we're tangled up in a web slash net is making it impossible to fight him. Ah! Okay, so I'm going to take like ten steps back as I explain what's going on. King Lawkeeper has great zeal, but a poor understanding of physics, so he just fires people into the mountain. A few of us, using ancient magics and a Vince's rickety floating platform kit, created a massive hidden disc within the clouds. The net was to prevent you from dying from impact upon hitting the disc. Well, this is new. I've been fired out of the datapult like a hundred times at least. Seriously, Bob. How do you think I got so good at surviving deadly falls? Huh. I just thought you were too lazy to have all your bones shatter. I mean, that too. So, anyway, normally I invite survivors to come and live in harmony and peace at the village of Quiet Warmth. But if you two decide to live with us, we'll probably have to remove the quiet part of the name. And the warmth, because I like it chilly where I live. Seriously, who wants to be hot all the time? So you, sir, you aren't a bad guy trying to lure us into one of your organ harvesting hats? I mean, he clearly is. 
Look at how nervous and shifty he looks. That's the nervousness of an organ harvester. I knew it. Bob, hide our piano. Are we really doing that joke again? Well, I wasn't sure if it landed the first time, so we might as well do it once more, just in case. I'm shifty and nervous because you two might mug me, and I'm kind of scared right now. Normally, survivors of a kingapult... Datapult. Bless you. Normally, they're frightened and afraid, thankful for being rescued by our net. But you... You two seem mildly irritated at most, as if being fired thousands of feet in the air was nothing more than a mere inconvenience. Well, I mean, it completely ruined our breakfast reservations. Do you know how hard it is to get a booking at Lorenzo's Orange Duck Larange Hut? It's one of the most exclusive restaurants in the world that we just made up. And when we finally get around to building it, after finding a guy named Lorenzo... Who is also willing to sign all the insurance documents in his name... It will be a success. So successful that even we won't be able to get a table without a reservation. Despite the fact that we built the restaurant with our connections in the food industry and immense capital. Wait, the haggard expressions, near indestructibility, thousand yard stares, and a severe disconnection to reality. Are you two... Are you two adventurous? Yep. Bingo! Oh, thank Calivar. Finally, our prayers have been answered. We said we're adventurers, not strippers. Although we can be flexible if the pay is right. Perhaps you two are the ones the prophecy has spoken about. Did you hear that, Bob? A prophecy? No worries, friend. I, Thornwick, am the chosen one. The elevated man. Bow down and, well, I guess you can't worship me, but maybe just, like, clean my shoes? Get to scrubbing, shoe boy. Chop, chop, lest you invoke my wrath. Not so fast. Before anyone scrubs anyone's shoes, you must pass a test. Oh boy, here it comes. Fine, just point us at the guy you want dead. But for the record, we're protesting murder for hire. But don't let our loud disagreements stop you from pointing to any person. Just point and we'll go mess him up for you. With a metal pipe! No, don't hurt anyone. Just follow me. An adventure involving us not attacking someone indiscriminately? Sounds like a scam to me. Please, this way. I'm down for a little walk and talk. When we built this platform ten years ago, all was well. But over time, a dark force has arrived. It built a great cave, and one of our wizards managed to seal it in. But none have ever been able to defeat it. So you want us, to two random people, to go in and mess the monster up? Sounds good. Yep, we'll do it. What? Just like that? I mean, other than hitting the ground hard with a splat, we, we, we had nothing else to do today. Schedule is wide open. Truly, you two are just what the village needs. For we fear the beast will emerge one day. Come, follow me. I will take you to the creature's hideout. Behold... The crystal caverns of dark beauty. Ugh. Oh, those crystals are shining way too brightly. Giving me a headache. Why would a cave of dark beauty be so bright? We're a little hungover. Do, do you mind turning those down? This is why you shouldn't have insisted we stop for brunch before coming here. Not that you were complaining about brunch when we sat down for it. Yeah, and you certainly weren't in a rush to reach for the check. But you were so eager to order, like, three mimosas. Oh, come on. The average salary of a non-adventurer is like a gold a year. I watched Bob drop a diamond and yell, I'm too rich to pick it up. 
Yeah, now a poor again, since he did that. <laughs> the classic cycle of poverty. Anyway, gaze upon those crystals, Thornwick and Bob. Within that great door, sealed away, is a powerful and ancient monster. A creature of the most deadly appetites. He guards the... Hey, where are you going? All I heard was monster gods and appetite. So we're going to go fight that thing, grab his dinner, and then take whatever treasure he's guarding. And not necessarily in that order, because I'm starving. I know, right? All that brunching makes me hungry. Wait, don't you want to know the weakness of the beast? I- is it just yapping exposition at him? Because then we'd bring you along for that. hey My flesh! Why didn't we listen to Radagast? Oh, tragic comeuppance! <laughs> okay, I think we lost that monster. <laughs> Man, do we learn nothing from our past mistakes. Tell me about it. You'd think we would have at least been better prepared for it. Or at the very, very least, have verified that Radagar, the complete stranger, was actually telling us the truth and not, you know, just serving us as dinner to his grisly monster master. Wait a second. Bob, you may be on to something. Who brought us to the cave? Radagar! And who insisted that we eat heartily and have multiple desserts, thus fattening us up? Radagar! And who was sprinkling steak sauce on me when my back was tanned? Radagar! No, no, wait, that was me. The classic steak sauce gambit! Wait, what? Bob, the sauce was why that grizzly monster went bonkers on us immediately, tracking us by scent alone. Less blaming Bob, and more scapegoating Radagar! You're right, this was all a part of his master plan. Let's sneak out of this chamber of torment and get some good old-fashioned revenge on him. Radagar, you rat bastard! You set us up! Holy crap, you two are alive? You truly are the ones the prophecy spoke about. Where is the scepter of Halius and the blade of Javorn? We don't have them because they don't exist. You tricked us so you could feed us to that terrible monster. But the joke's on you because we're both loaded with gluten. And he'll get so sick he'll die. Provided he has a gluten allergy, that is. Wh- What? You think we didn't read between the lines? There were three fatal errors you made that allowed us to determine your true intent. Wait, so you didn't defeat the Hyborian beast and unlock the inner chambers of wisdom? Yes. Yes, we did. So you should reward us for our bravery. The the village is safe now. Pay us. Money! Give us cash! And lots of it! That that beast went went down hard. And ignore that roaring sound. It's just the wind blowing extra hard. And that hideous stomping is also the wind. It sounds close. You two led the Hyborian beast out of the special chamber constructed to trap it? Did you not close the exit behind you? Those five intricate seals you taught us were way too hard to remember. And complicated to pull off. Frankly, you should have written the steps down if you wanted us to seal the entrance back up. Or better yet, maybe hire an intern to do it? Are door sealing interns really so hard to come by these days? (laughs) 
Well, now you two must fight it. If it escapes, it will find our village and eat everyone. Please, noble adventurers, I beg you, face it. Though it may be a fool's endeavor to stand alone against the creature without the weapons to aid you, I offer little- All right. Sure. Wait, what? If it matters so much you're going into speech mode, we'll do it. If for no other reason than to skip the speech. Seriously, so boring. The creature, it comes. Stand back, monster. For even though I don't have my spellbook or other magical items, I have one thing that no one else in the world possesses. Steak sauce! Ha! Take that, Bob! Ah! Why'd you splash me? How's it feel, Bob? How's it feel to be dinner? You've got to be kidding me! After all I've done to you? Thornwick, there may be a way to defeat the beast. While it's distracted chasing Bob around, who seems quite adept at running in circles for hours on end, you must go into the chambers of wisdom and pull the scepter out. Only the chosen one can do so. Go quickly. Of course. If I was the chosen one destined to destroy mankind, then maybe I'm also the chosen one to save it. I'm sorry, what now? Nothing. Bob, distract the beast while I have a private moment. This is why I told you to use the bathroom before we were flung out of the catapult. I didn't have to go then. Okay, Thornwick. While Bob's busy having his emotionally charged battle with the beast, we were just too lazy to even describe out loud. I'm going to enter this beautiful crystal cavern and grab the scepter in the middle of the room. Wow. There's a placard. There is but one foretold to defeat the ancient beast, and that is the one who has been chosen, foreseen eons ago by blah blah blah. Just gonna grab this. Come on! You there! Stop trying to pull the scepter out of the resting place. You are clearly not the chosen one. Oh, right. Um, the chosen one sent me. Said to pick up his scepter and dry cleaning. Oh, really? He couldn't even be bothered to come here? I know, right? Chosen ones are so entitled these days. Anyway, do you mind just releasing the scepter, Mr. Disembodied Voice? Sure thing. Wait a second. How do I know you're telling the truth? Are you saying the Chosen One would send a liar? Does that sound like him? Oh, you're right. My bad. Yes, I've got it! The scepter thingy! Wow, it's really powerful looking. Okay, so tell the Chosen One he just needs to point it at the Eruxian World Eater and say the magic phrase, and that'll save Valoria and Eratos from being devoured. Oh, sure, will do. What a nice guy. Bob, I'm back. What's the status update? I killed it. What? You did? He absolutely did not. The beast cornered him and he convinced it to star in a two-man play. But then they got into an argument over who would play the lead role. In a two-hander, mind you. And now the beast is rushing towards the village to eat everyone since, quote, Let's see how you perform without an audience. Little does he know that I've already booked a gig in Nuria. Well, I got the staff scepter thingy. You, you did? 
You're the chosen one. I mean, the ethereal voice guarding the scepter thought I was the chosen one. Uh, really, that I was the chosen one's errand boy. So yes, I am he. He is I. Thornwick, did you just steal it? Of course I did, but we're in too deep, Bob. We have to defeat the Hyborian beast, and then there was also something else the voice mentioned. I can't really remember what, but I did make a note that we should follow up on it. Whatever it was. Which I think involved gazpacho. I hate cold soup. Me too. Damn cold soup. Always tricking us by looking hot and, and then being cold. We don't have time. You two must go and defeat the beast before it eats our humble little village of 3.2 million people. Hot damn, Dad had a busy summer. Seriously, he chucked 3 million people up here? Yeah, it was nuts. Quickly, we must find the beast. And did you get the sword for Bob? Bob doesn't need no sword. He will use the most ancient of weapons to defeat the Hyborian beast. Dare say dance. Well, he will use the most recent of weapons, his spear. Let's go. Rawr! Let's see how many ticket sales he's going to get when I'm done eating this entire village. Rawr! Stop right there, nondescript monster of the imagination. Your vivid colors will do nothing to distract us this time. You return with a different actor to replace me? He looks nothing like the great king of Landorn. I'm playing the king of Landorn. You're his kid brother, Tony. I said I didn't want to be Tony. Kill him, Thornwick. Strike him down so that I may ascend as the lead in a two-act play that I made up. Stand back, Bob. It's time for me to show the world my true power. Behold, the Bobinson Staff. That's the Scepter of Light. Oh, right. Well, same principle. Damn staff doesn't seem to want to work. Shake it harder. The Scepter of Light apologizes for the inconvenience, but the wielder seems to not be the chosen one. We're not sure how this happened, but please place this artifact back where it belongs. Rawr! <laughs> now what will you do? The same thing I always do when my magical crap stops working. Ow! You hit me in the shins. Bad monster. <laughs> crap, I bent it. Bob, you don't think it needs to be, um, still emanating great and powerful light to work, do you? I hope you didn't pay a deposit on that thing. Help, it's got me. And now I slay thee. Oh, so now you know how to project confidence to an audience. Save your pointed criticisms for the newspaper. Stop! Let me go! Help! Help! I am helping. Look, Beast, I'm not trying to bring you down by suggesting you play a different role from what you want. I'm trying to help you find the best role you can be. Now, you can choose to excel at what you naturally are good with, or you can try to fit shoes that are simply just too big for you. No way. You just want the part all to yourself. I'm kingly. Look at how I carry myself. Like someone with severe back issues. Yeah, I pulled a muscle when we landed in that net. Anyway, my point is, I'm not insulting you by telling you to play Tony. I'm trying to help you be the best performing arts monster you can be. I guess I could crush your ally here in my giant nondescript claws, but maybe you're right. Maybe I am limiting myself by thinking a part too meager. Only you can elevate a role to be noteworthy. Good point. Really? Sure. 
but I'd rather not have you directing if you're going to be acting. That's fine. I know a bossy know-all who shouts at people to do what he wants and whines when people do it differently. He sounds awful. He's me, isn't he? Yep. And now that you, my brother, the sole heir to the crown, is dead, the people think that I must take upon myself the duties as king. But, oh, brother, brother, did you not know, before you ended your own life, that I am but a bastard? The title goes not to me, you fool of a king, but to your firstborn daughter, Eliza. And with that past title comes the curse you so sought to eliminate from your bloodline. Wonderful work. Seriously, Hyborian Beast, I got chills. And what a turnout. The entire village was so terrified of being eaten, they all showed up and ordered lots of our overpriced popcorn. That was amazing, Bob. That final speech made me feel alive. You absolutely killed it. Hyborian Beast, that was amazing. Who's your agent? You are now. Great. Let's hit the road, son. You and I are going to make a lot of money going on tour. Though we're going to have to replace the lead with someone who's a bit less... stabby. Hot damn. I'm going on tour. Thank you, Bob, for believing in me, even when I didn't. And Thornwick... If I ever see you again, I'm going to kill you. Well, that's our praise for a director. It's over? The beast is gone? Yeah, and best of all, he left before he could cash in on these ticket sales. We're rich! And just like all of our immense wealth that we gain pretty much all the time, it'll be ours forever! The beast is gone! Everyone, the beast is gone! Do you hear that? They're cheering for us! Yeah, we saved them! Hey! They're carrying us like the heroes we are! <laughs> Throw them off the edge of the platform before they cause us any more trouble. You're right. My confidence has been restored. This was just the victory we needed to ready us for round two with King Waldan. Yeah, Wallpop is gonna pay now that we're acclaimed heroes with the scepter of stargazing or whatever. So is there like some kind of pulley system that'll let us zipline down? Cause it would seem we're being carried straight to the edge of the platform without it, nothing. You two may be adventurers, but frankly, you're so bad at it, you can't be permitted to stay up here. hey oh, That's close enough to the title for me to get a bingo! Damn it, I'm still two letters behind! Man, why is the crown always so hard? Would it kill you to be just a little softer? Bob, oh, what did I tell you about yelling at the ground? That it's fun and healthy? You know, I think the second fall straightened out a lot of stuff damaged by the first fall. Yeah, my arms are both facing the same direction, finally. Well, round two. We just need to scale the giant wall, infiltrate the kingdom, and then get into a fight with your dad. I know a secret tunnel that'll lead us right to him. Really? Yep. And and it actually leads to him, right? You're not just taking me to another cave full of marshmallow monsters and trying to convince me that they're your father's true form? Y yes. 
Fair enough, but we'll need our gear back before we can fight him. Right, and there's only one place where Dad would have locked up all of our stuff. Where? The only place I'm too afraid to go. The creepy hand section at Vince's, where if you buy two glass hands, you get one wrist or knuckle of your choice for half off? No, the other place. <sighs> my closet. Your closet? In my room. See, there's this terrible monster that lives in there, and if I don't eat all my vegetables, my dad will ring the bell of warning, and it will come out and devour me. Bob, that sounds a lot like your dad just used an urban legend to trick you into eating your vegetables. You can't possibly know the terror that lives in there. So wait, your dad keeps your room intact? Sure, I visit on holidays. You visit your evil father whom you regularly fight with? We made an agreement not to talk politics at the dinner table. Huh. Anyway, I'll show you there's no monster in your closet. Although, knowing how this world works, there's most definitely going to be a monster, and it's going to grab me. I mean, we can only hope. This way, through the secret passage, beware the sign of warding! Bob, this is literally a door that says Bob's room keep out. Yeah, and it keeps people out. <laughs> wow! This, this room is, I've, I've, there's no words, Bob. No, no words to describe how, how well decorated it is. I, I can barely stand, but my legs are so wobbly. Yeah, I was possessed by the ghost of a really powerful interior decorator for a summer. Taught me a lot about color patterns. Anyway, Dad usually puts the crap he confiscates from me in the closet. Occasionally, I'll get the courage to run in, grab something, and leave. But to get to your spell book, it'll require rooting around, and I just don't have that kind of courage. Right. Well, here goes. One, two, three. Bob, get back in here. Nope, I've decided to go to a monastery to become a punching monk. Get back here and face your fears. There's nothing horrible in that closet. Yep, monastery time. I'm sure it's just a sound effect or something. Ah, monster! Hey. Why are you in Bob's closet? You mean, why am I in my apartment? An apartment Bob breaks into every time he comes home, thinking his old childhood bedroom is still his. What? Well, why are you hiding in your closet? I don't want my wife to know I still smoke. Do you have any of uh, Bob's gear or, or my spell book? Sure. Bob's dad stops by to give it to me to guard. I don't know why, honestly, but I usually just take the money out of the bags and give him his spear back. Oh, so... Oh, don't stop on my account. <sighs> <coughs> yeah, those cigarettes are gonna kill you. Oh, wow. An adventurer lecturing a monster on what's going to kill him. That's rich. Franklin, I'm home. Ah, damn it, it's my wife. Quick, hide this cig. Hey, babe. Bob came home again. Oh, Bob's here? Wonderful. I just made some cookies. Can this get any weirder? Mama Monster, give me a hug. Oh, goodness, Bob, that's not your actual mother, is it? What? No. My mom was tragically lost at sea when my dad threw her overboard for cursing. Thank goodness she was a mermaid. Well, what? You know, I'm not even going to bother trying to sift through that. 
Not when there are cookies to be had. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of We're So Bad at Adventuring, a proud member of the Block Party Podcast Network. Tune in next week for more magic, monsters, and hijinks.